So uh, welcome to uh, number five in our 10 Reasons Why podcast. And uh, we're going to be talking about guilt and shame. <laughs> guilt and shame. That sounds like a cracker, doesn't it? <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, this is going to be an encouraging one. Uh, but hopefully it will be. It will be. It's great. Well, I've kind of been battling guilt all weekend because we were away at the caravan this weekend with the kids. We were. Because um, it rained quite a few, quite a lot of the time. So we ended up playing Scrabble. Is that right? It did. We did. We played Scrabble. And um, I was starting to feel a bit guilty because uh, Hope kept winning. Like, yeah. flat out, she was beating the two of us. She's so our two girls, are, are, if you don't know them, they're 12 and 10. Yeah. And they've got a vocabulary which is about 18 times bigger than mine. <laughs> so we, we actually, it's not like, you know when you normally try to lose when you play kids because you don't want to get upset? Well, we were actually trying not to lose but they were still beating us I actually well, I did I was I was trying my best it was, when, it was when Sophie said to me I was trying to figure out how to spell them and she she said this is a 10 year old she looked at me kind of in disgust remember and she went uh, daddy there's three kinds of vein one in your arm one for the weather and one when you think you're brilliant and I was like thanks Soph it was just <laughs> there you go but uh, yes so you dragged me all the way up there to a caravan yes. and it was a bit of a nightmare but I was feeling guilty because at one stage, I think Hope had won three times and Sophie kept coming second, but it was just like, it was a big gap in the points. So I actually, I was in charge of the letters, so I started to cheat because I just thought she just did it. So I passed cheat? Sophie what I thought would be the letters to make the word metallic because she had, she'd put down, I'd put down metal and then I passed a like an I and an, and a C thinking that's fine. <laughs> it was only towards the end. Sophie went, I was going to put metallic, but... That's not right, but I need an extra letter. Couldn't spell it. I couldn't spell it. So you cheated as you couldn't spell. Felt bad for cheating because I was trying to get the second daughter to win because the other one was getting a bit oh, such a nightmare. I know, and then realised help me to win. I can't actually spell. So that was my. But I was feeling a bit guilty. Like, do I actually do this? Do I actually cheat and fix the game? But I don't know what done. I am. Um, that that helps me actually because I just thought I was really thick, like more thick um, than what I actually am because. The girls actually cleaned up with us. So you're feeling guilty. I mean, this this whole question of guilt, right, is a really interesting one, isn't it? Because um, it's it's something that's not, I, I when I think about it, it's not like it's a particularly brilliant, doesn't seem like a particularly brilliant subject to talk about because the whole world is trying to get rid of guilt. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like we, we definitely have a guilt problem because, like, um, I don't think there's anybody listening, hopefully, um, listening where... We go, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because, you know, everyone knows from helping the kids to beat their dad at Scrabble, which isn't difficult to be fair, but to like the big things of life, we all, it's universal, isn't it? Yeah. Everybody knows what guilt is like. But in the world today, there is this absolute focus on trying to rid ourselves of guilt. And actually, I just don't even think it's working, you know? Um, I think, I mean, you see it... It's from the youngest age, isn't it? Even when kids have done something wrong, and they actually, even when they they cover up their own eyes because like they know that they're going to get in trouble, but at least if they don't see you, then they feel like, well, maybe I've got away with it or something. But it's that sense of well, we want to cover ourselves up. And if you think even the very beginning of the world, Adam and Eve were created, they did something wrong. The first thing they did was to try and hide from God. It's the sense of I've made a mess. What do I do? How do I fix it? Um, we have this feeling of like just run away or just try and pretend it's not even there but I mean that that for me it feels like what people are doing in the world is either kind of deny that it's there just yeah. forget about it let's pretend that never happened or 
people go to the other extreme of trying to punish themselves, trying to earn some way back because they've messed up somehow. And now it's like, right, I'm going to need to pay for this in some way. So what does that look like? Yeah, I, 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 th I think that's right. I think um, we, we when we were doing this uh, in our 10 Reasons Why study, we were looking at like, w what is guilt? Why does it matter? And why should you actually face into your guilt? Which seems really counterintuitive coming from like an exchange we're all about uh, about grace. But when you think about it, um, you know, that everywhere you turn or every, you know, it doesn't matter which way you go, like there's two big, like psychologists will say, well, there's two big kinds of guilt, right? Uh, deontological, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Okay, because I'm rubbish at Scrabble. But <laughs> Ask Sophie. Ask Sophie. <laughs> She'll be able to tell me what that word means and probably in three different languages. But it's that guilt or that feeling that you get whenever you break your personal values, right? So we all know what that's like. You do something, it's not either kind of go, I'm better than that, or should be better than that, or should know better than that. And then there's this like feeling, it's an emotional feeling, isn't it? It's actually like you can feel it. It's like distress that comes. Yeah. People want to get rid. Nobody yeah. likes no, feeling that. Right. So, so you want to get rid of it. get rid of that feeling. Yeah. So there's altruistic as well. That's that whole, if you hurt somebody else. So it's not just I do something and that's bad enough, but the feeling of what I did or what I didn't do as well, because it's, it's impacted somebody else. And then there's this thing of what's called existential guilt, where people today are just going, I feel so bad because I'm not living up to my purpose. You know, and um, like I should be doing more. Like it, it's, it's like an expectation, almost yeah, yeah. what they think other people perceive. Well, well, they should be doing or... it's exactly that. Right? I was I was reading this week. You know, um, the, the whole thing about climate and the planet, and you know how much I love that stuff and how much I'm really into it. But apparently, like sixty. Um, Try not to smile when I say that because honestly, we're all we've been doomed. Honestly, see, since the eighties, we've been doomed. It was acid rain when I was a kid, and all the all the forests in Germany were going to be eaten up by acid rain. And then, like I don't know, I've just lived through every now at my stage of life. I've lived through every stage of people scaring the absolute life. We're going to have no penguins and polar bears by twenty eight or two thousand eight or something. And last time I looked, there were still loads of them. But anyway, but this whole thing of loads of people going. Um, you know, I, I should feel, I feel guilty. I feel bad because I drive a car and I go on a holiday. And you should feel bad is what people are telling you because you should feel guilty. So, and then there's all this stuff like non-related guilt, like pe people who survive accidents and then they feel bad because they did it. Or just the whole thing of like, you know, I want to be careful with this one, but people like me should feel really guilty because of me. Like I'm white, I'm a male. I'm heterosexual and so therefore like I'm somehow bear the guilt of what my great 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 granddad did in some wet Tuesday in 1842 do you know what I mean and I've got to pay you've got to pay for that so th so the whole world has gone guilt crazy you know I think even more it's like we, we just want to wrap people up in guilt and make them feel bad maybe because we want to control their behavior I don't know but but we need an answer to that don't we because it's pretty serious. It's not just like, oh, I feel guilty, walk past it. It's yeah. pretty serious stuff. I know you, when you were, we were looking into this um, for the Bible study, you would, I know you, in the past as well, from different sermons we've done, you've done research around what are the effects of guilt on people and, and even just sort of describing what's the difference because we're talking about guilt and shame. But yeah. I know when you were sort of looking into this, there is actually a difference between the two. It's not the yeah. same thing. So would you want to talk yeah, a bit about I, that? I think it's, it's interesting, but... 
the you know if I think what we've tried to encourage being encouraging people is if we don't deal with their guilt, then we're in trouble because there's no neutral and there's no thing as, such thing as just like, like if you try to ignore it, you're going to get sick. It's going to break your relationships and all that kind of stuff. So, so like if you even think of a theological, just in a world sense first, right? The psychological definition of guilt is a common feeling. We all understand that where, where I'm just reading it here, a feeling of emotional distress that signals to us when our actions or inactions have caused or might cause harm to another person, right? So that's like, I do something, don't do something, just because I am somebody else as a result is affected by that. And therefore, I I have this like negative emotion, right? You actually feel it. And so... You carry in the weight of it. Yeah, it's, got, well, it's responsibility, right? I did yeah. something, this happened. And so like in a theology, there's a word in theology and it's a knockoffs, right? And um, I'm nearly sure I said that right. And it's the state or the condition of deserving punishment. So I guess what it means is guilt, even in a, in a Bible sense, means I do something and because I did it or didn't do it, then there is a result of that, which is punishment is due because I, I did it or didn't do it. And we know intuitively, look, like I know the world doesn't really go for this right now, but I am utterly convinced that we're all built with this intuitive knowledge of right and wrong. In fact, the Word of God says that that we, we do understand right and wrong, right? And people may blur the lines on that and try to go, well, you know, I what's right for me might not be right for somebody else. Or, but, but, you know, the Bible's clear. We are all made with a knowledge of what's right and wrong. So when we do wrong, right, that's why we feel this, right? Now, shame is different. Shame goes a step further. And shame, like, is defined by it's not what I do, but who I am. So, you know, you know, I I always take the. Uh, I remember when I was in P seven. Tell a story. I um had a friend, and I'll give you his name, but we we were what like ten at that stage, and he he'd actually lost um a parent um a few months before who had died suddenly, and he was my best mate. We were thick as thieves, and um. I didn't realize we used to go to this shop in Bangor called Clanley Boy Shopping Center, and I didn't realize that this this friend of mine was one of the most prolific thieves probably in all of Northern Ireland. He because I would be in the shop with him, and I didn't realize he had he had half the shop in his trousers, and um, until one day he got caught, and I got caught with him, and it was a friend of my dad's actually who caught us. Well, it didn't catch me; he caught him because we were walking out, and he was like pulling stuff. I remember it was, it was bottles of Tipex. Remember Tipex back in the day when you would um, you put it on mistakes that you make? He had like 18 bottles of Tipex and like buns and he was eating. I was like, where did you get all this from? He says, mate, I nick us all the time. And um, anyway, I remember like in that moment, right? I remember the, the guy tried to scare us, the, the security guard, by going, you are a thief, right? And I remember going, like even at 10 going, that's not me. I'm not a thief. Right, and he's not a thief either. Either he might have stolen half the shop, but he's not a thief. That's not who he is, even at that wee age. And so shame is where what we do, if we don't deal with it, it becomes who we are. Yeah, it becomes an identity. Yeah, and either way, it, it, you know, and that's that's what's going on in the world today. You know, it's like there is right and wrong. People know it. People know where where lines are, and people might want to blur those lines. But essentially, I think what's happening today is because we can't deal with guilt, we medicate. We pursue career, sports, achievement, anything to try to double. To numb it down. Is that, I know, dull the pace. It's like, look at that. Is that 
me when we're looking at the minute and there's the constant there's a mental health crisis there's yeah. a mental health crisis there's people you know need someone to talk to they you know they, they're struggling with so many issues but we'll have to kind of go well what's behind all of that and are people ever getting the chance to really get to the root of things and they're sort of pushing it down and I mean, there was a little example the other day back home Ben had set up an appointment to meet somebody then completely forgotten about it realized whenever the person had texted him saying are you still able to make this appointment and then um had to then phone and say i'm so sorry but I, afterwards he's like really beating himself up like oh goodness that was terrible and i just it again reinforces that sense of when we mess up when we do something wrong there's this awful feeling that we can't get rid of for a while that we, don't, we just don't know what to do with that because we feel we've disappointed with someone we've let them down it shouldn't have been that way yeah. how can we fix it and yeah. so often we can't fix it so then, like you say, because we can't fix it, but with that feeling, we just want to get rid of it. Or we don't want to fix it as well. Some people, you know, some people just don't want to take the responsibility. But I, I think, I think, like shame and guilt have huge. Con- I think this is a point that we we've been trying to make is that there are huge consequences for this. Yeah. Like you, and this is not even the church saying this. Like when you, I, I think the key is this: if you when when you you know you've done something wrong or you're made aware of something that you didn't do and it was. Either way, just deal with it. I think how you respond to those moments, and this is why God's grace is so incredible, is actually the most important things. Because um, if, if you just, you know, I, I, when I was researching around this uh, and we talked about it, um, like if you don't deal or if we don't have a mechanism for dealing with our failure, then there are going to be big consequences, health, emotional, mental, every other way. Like some of the things that, you know, uh, we were talking about is like a guilt complex like it leads to anxiety depression stress you can uh, difficulty sleeping loss of interest fatigue like it's crazy the impact that it can have on your body and um that's where i always think the whole you know the word disease that yeah. we say all of the time and yet actually if you think it's dis-ease or whether in a few weeks we're going to talk about health and wholeness but it is that sense of when we're not at ease with ourselves it has an impact on us when we can't just be at rest, we can't be at peace on the inside, yeah. then it starts to have an impact on our bodies. Yeah. Um, so much of what we're seeing in the world today and so many um, illnesses or things that people are trying to deal with or find answers for, it's because they just have not got a sense of peace, a sense yeah. of well-being. And, just... and they don't know where to go to get it. Yeah, but they don't even know what the root of it is. Yeah. I know, I think um, I, I think when I... I like, you, we, we want to try and... Supposed to help people here and go if if you don't like how how do people deal with it and Christians I mean you're exactly the same most Christians are exactly the same as the rest of the world um because what we try to do is we either try to shift the blame right because the feeling of taking responsibility is almost too much to bear it become it can be like a little bit overwhelming and so we kind of go ah no stuff that we we can create labels um invent disorders. Um, fabricate stuff, uh, even victimization, you know. But what's going on if we, if, we, if we take a step back? It's this thing of going, this feeling is real. I, I, how do I deal with it? What do I do? And um, because if if I can't deal with it, like there's no there's no getting out of jail free here. It'll sit in us. It'll work in our minds. It'll eventually work in our bodies. And um, you know, it's interesting that the word for for shame means uh, it's entropy in Greek, and and eventually, and that just means to turn in on on, on yourself. And mm-hmm. what happens is 
whenever this stuff is left unchecked, we turn in on ourselves and that's never good. And you actually can see it in people at times, you know, when people struggle with eye contact, when they're sort of always just looking down, looking away, it's that sense of like, I can't let you in. I can't let you see who I really am because yeah. if you did, then it's all over. Aye. But I mean, we always love the story of when I was teaching P1 with that whole thing of, of shame and guilt and you know, when you've got two kids, um, one of them's, well, they're both crying, but one of them's crying a bit more than the other. And I used to come over and like, uh, somebody's got a big block in the hand, somebody's crying with a big sore eye like this. And it's like, what happened? And he's saying, they hit me with a brick. And he's like, I didn't. And then I used to say, oh dear, was it an accident? Yeah. And as soon as you said, was it an accident? It was like, oh, it was an accident. Because suddenly that fear of, the punishment. punishment that's gone and yeah that's all gone and it's okay and it's fine yeah. and suddenly somebody owns up but it's that sense of nobody wants to everyone feels bad but nobody wants to actually take that responsibility yeah i I, th I think i think it's important to say that um one of the things as we we think about well how do we deal with it and why why would you want to you know uh trust trust god and trust jesus with this whole area because i i think christians when it comes to a lot of Christians feel as guilty about their their faith walk, right? Mm -hmm. um, as, you know, like the, the world has loads of stuff to be guilty about. When it comes to the church, then you've got all of that stuff to worry about, plus the fact now that you're a desperate failure in the hands of an angry God. And so that's just a whole different, another layer of guilt that's put on. I'm not doing enough. I'm not giving enough. I'm not reading enough. I'm not serving enough. I'm not holy enough I'm not good enough I'm not as good you know and yeah. you know people in faith who've been in faith for years then going I should know better by now you know that yeah. that, and then why do I not yes. know better than this and yeah. that we talked about that a few weeks ago to me that whole sense of identity that saints and sinners yeah. but actually it's it's incredible when people you know encounter that forgiveness encounter the fact that Jesus loves you for who you are and that what you, you know how you've lived your life in the past isn't going to be held against you anymore and yet people don't realize that's the start of a journey of freedom into freedom, but that doesn't actually ever get taken away. And so there's so many Christians who feel like as soon as they've, they've got saved, they've been forgiven, but then they mess up. Oh my goodness. Like there is, there's no chance now because I had my chance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I messed it up. I've messed it up. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, when I, when I think about like, how, how do you walk out of guilt? And how do you live free from it? I, 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 I honestly do think we have to go, look, number one, just be aware that guilt is biblical, right? That doesn't mean that God wants you to be guilty, but there's a process. Explain that a bit more. Okay, I, so, so guilt... Like, make people think, oh, right, okay, okay so, God yeah. wants me to feel guilty. No, he doesn't want... Yeah, but... So the, the guilt is a biblical is a biblical concept, right? So uh, you can't ignore it. You have to face it. That's that's the difference. So in, in the world, we kind of... Uh, I, I think people just get involved in a million things to try to drown out the noise and so and try to drown out the feelings so that they feel a little bit better. But when when the noise settles down, the party's over, the concert's done, the meal's finished, whatever it happens to be, then you're left like looking at yourself in the mirror and going, it hasn't really... I haven't... Nothing has really shifted, right? It had momentary moments dream moments it's like run out of words Sophie help I would have wee moments of uh, you know f like emotional or ups but at the end of the day so the, the Bible is actually brilliant on this and I, I, I think it's fantastic because in, in, in the Old Testament there's a Hebrew word a sham and it, it means guilt or trespass or offence and 
And basically what it, it, it lays out really clearly, like we are responsible for our actions. Now that's not scary. If it, uh, Under law, that's really scary, right? But under grace, the, the Lord's done something incredible. But there's four things. Number one, we are responsible for what we do or what we don't do. That's a biblical concept. You know, you can be guilty even if you're ignorant, you know, and, you know, so it's, you know, well, I didn't know. Well, it's not, it's not a good excuse. Even in law today, that's not, you know, you can't go, well, I didn't know that it wasn't okay to drive my car over those just stop oil protesters. You know, it's happened today. And, you know, <laughs> I didn't know that wasn't okay, but they do it anyway, right? And so you're still guilty. Um, there's always a way out of guilt. And this is what we want to start to talk about now. And there's always a way out. And, and the last thing, that the, the, the biblical idea of guilt is that, that the individual can always be relieved of guilt. Isn't that a message for the world? So if you're listening to this, there is a way out for you from feeling that negative feeling that you might have had for years around a particular issue or whatever. There is a way out of it. And there's this, like just in the same way that there's a concept of guilt, there's a concept of guiltlessness, right? And, or guiltless, is that better? So ever since you said, <laughs> no, you know, ever since you, you know, <laughs> what well, we, you know, we should get the, uh, you know, like we do in Scrabble, is this a Scrabble word? Yes. Oh my goodness. It's a UK Scrabble it's word. It's a UK Scrabble word. Scrabble well, I mean, that was a nightmare. Allowed. I couldn't get any UK, or I would have gone for UK or US, but it's Naka, it's a Hebrew word, Naka, that means to be innocent, to be clean, and to be free. So in the same way the Bible goes, look, guilt is a concept. It also goes, but there's also, there's a way out. There's a path out of that so that you can be naka, you yeah. can be innocent, you can be clean, and you can be free. And I kind of go, here, that's good news. For the world today, that's flipping great news. It's just pointing us to the fact that we need a saviour, that we need Jesus, yes. that actually, you know, in this life, we are going to mess up. We're going to get so many things wrong. Yeah. And we weren't ever designed to be living on our own. We weren't ever designed to be independent of the one. Well, you can't do it. Made us. Yeah. You just can't do it. I mean, there's nothing in any of us yeah. to, to actually make... I could go with this. You know, it's like, we know, and if you don't know this, well, maybe this is news. Like, but you're going to mess up. Like, you know, as, as sure as apples are apples, before this day is out, you will, according to the word of God, made a mess of something. Right? And that's, you know, so you can either rip your clothes on that one or you can go deep into the word and go, Lord, what, what, what does grace say about this? All right? And because, you know, the whole message, the good news of Jesus and his love is that you can be free of guilt and shame can be lifted from you. And so, uh, you know, I suppose the question is how. Isn't that right? How would you do that? Um, well, uh, here's what I think. I, I think if it's a biblical concept and God says there's a way out, he says that, you know, all the offerings, you know, if you're wondering how that worked, that was all the offerings in the Old Testament. All these offerings were made continually and it wasn't just like the sacrifices of bulls and goats and all that kind of stuff. Like, and uh, it was like trespass offerings and there was all these kind of agricultural offerings. You know, that there was tons of them, right? Well, five big ones. And so, but it says in the Bible that they were never enough to take away the sin and the guilt that people had. And that's, they're, they're all a picture of Jesus. All of those offerings are wrapped up in the work of Jesus and he becomes the one sacrifice once and forever which is enough to remove punishment. And I think that's the thing. So what I would say, like, is, you know, whatever you, whatever the issue is, face it. But don't face it in your own strength with your own estimation of, I'm going to do this better. Face it. I, it's the expression I use all the time, right? Face it again 
but face it through grace. And what do I mean by that? You know, don't try to shift responsibility. Don't try to avoid responsibility. It's right. You can actually look at it, right? Whatever it is, and look at it square in the eyes and remind yourself of what the word says. Because the way out is Jesus. And he said, like in Isaiah 53, 6, it says, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And so he, it's not that Jesus just took our rebellion and took our mess. He also then took all the punishment that was due. Because remember when we're guilty, it's that thing of there's a punishment yeah, now. Something has to be paid Something's got to be paid yeah. for. So it's not just the act. Yeah. It's what comes after the act. And Jesus, in, in Isaiah 53, 6, the prophecy about Jesus is he will come and all of your iniquity, all of your guilt will be laid on him and it'll be taken away from you so that you can't be free. I think I, I, I think that's cool. That's fantastic. But it, I mean, you know, we're thinking it is the news that people need to hear. It's when you see in the statistics around suicide when you you know when you recognize that some people literally feel there is no other option yeah. because they just they can't live any longer with the voices in the head tell them that they're no good that they're worthless all the things that we talked about on some of the previous ones those feelings that people just you know those lies that the enemy continually tries to, to sow into people's minds and for some people that they they just can't drown that noise out yeah and they just can't cope anymore yeah and so if the drugs aren't strong enough or whatever else then actually they just you know, they give up on life. Yeah. So it is a massive issue. So you recognize that actually we need people to to know there is an answer. That that's well, why Jesus came. Absolutely. And I, I think I think the thing for me is like le- left to go to seed, if you like, you know, it, it becomes really it can become a big issue like we've talked about. But do you know what's worse? Or not 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 worse but different. I go the number of people even in the church today who live way below their potential, way below the calling and the purpose on their life, way below what they could do, you know, if they weren't feeling so flipping useless and guilty all the time. It's like, because it's interesting, like when I say about that thing of entropy, you turn in on yourself, right? And so the whole thing of shame and guilt means that it causes you to look away from the source of where you feel guilty. And so if you think God's making, if you think God's angry with you, you're not going to turn to him. You're going to turn away from him. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's that got to be a, a difficult one mm-hmm. unless you then can turn that around to go, actually, the Lord has said he's put this all on Jesus. Every single act and every punishment that was due from every single act was taken off me, put on him so that I can be free. Can, we, can we, I finish by just talking about um, what, like a really famous verse in the... Uh, in the New Testament, do you, do, you, do you know in um, the way there's verses that you get um, over here? It's Faith Mission near the bookshop, and you get pictures of mountains, or puppies, or horses, right from the 1980s with lovely verses on them, and they look horrific. Well, one of the verses that always appears in that is Romans eight, uh, Romans eight verse one. Therefore, there is now no condemnation. I guess is a really strong message for those who are in Christ Jesus. And uh, let, let me just quickly go. This is your route out. That if you, if you if you know like the world has no way other than shifting blame, medicating, drinking, pursuing to try to dumb down the that that feeling of inadequacy and someone needs to be punished, and the word of God steps right in in grace and says this: 
Therefore, there is now no condemnation if you're in Jesus. So the implication is if you're not in Jesus, then there is um, condemnation. So let me just say, therefore means under these circumstances. That word means under these circumstances. And the circumstances are that Paul's just spent seven chapters telling people about the, the goodness and the grace of God, the unmerited, undeserved favor of God. He says, now, if you're in grace, now, immediately, there is no, and this is the word UDS, it's a, what's called a powerful conjunction. It rules out by definition. It shuts the door on the fact if you're a believer, then you cannot stand in condemnation. And what's condemnation? Catechrema. It's not just, it's the punishment that follows you being declared guilty. And so what, what, so what the good news for us is, right, and this is why I think the world needs to know this, is that the, the God who made us goes, if you're in me under grace, by definition, okay, you can't be under my grace and expect punishment. It's just the two are mutually exclusive. So let your heart be at peace because I will never, ever punish you again for your wrongdoing. I punished Jesus, so I would never have to punish you. Okay? So are you guilty? Yes. But all you do is you bring it to the Lord, give it to him, and just go, I can face this because it's being dealt with. There's no fear anymore. No, there's no fear. It's gone. There's no fear. Yeah. Because the only re the reason we don't want to face it is because we we don't have the means of yeah. doing anything about it. Yeah. So we're just, we're too afraid because we're just saying, well, what, what can I do? Yeah. Whereas it was saying, come. I mean, even the, we talked to the Bible study, even in the, the Old Testament before Jesus, God was a gracious God. God was a loving God. God never wanted um, people to have to feel the effect of sinning. Sin is what destroys us. And, you, you know, we looked at the life of David and we looked at how he, you know, was this, this person who God chose, who anointed him, who God you know, raised him up as king. And yet David completely messed up at the sort of, you know, the, the point of his life where everything was working out. He was a complete failure. You know? Well, he was a rapist. And... Yeah, absolutely. It could, it kind of, you almost couldn't get any worse. Yeah. And yet God in his grace doesn't go, oh my goodness, you know, this is a nightmare. I completely made a mistake here. What, yeah. what was I thinking? You're, you're doomed. You know, God gave him a way out. God yeah. restored him. David responded with humility. Yeah. He owned up, almost like you were saying. He 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 didn't try and cover it up. He no. didn't sort of pretend it never happened. He recognized, you know, the extent of what he what he did, and was prepared to face. You know, God, you know, what do you want to do with me? Yeah. And yet the Lord comes and sh and you just think this is before Jesus. This was before the cross. So how, but it how was much foreshadowing? Yeah, absolutely. How much so now, as believers today, and that's where I think we can draw so much strength from the Word because actually we we need to know these stories. We need to see, you know, this. Because sometimes we can just go, well, well, Jesus, God's son, of course he was perfect. And we forget, well, he, he walked as a man. Yeah. But there's so many examples of people throughout scripture of all the times that they mess up, they screw up, they make a complete mistake. You know, they, like, well, David's... They, they cheated horrific. Scrabble. Yeah, they cheated Scrabble. How could they? <laughs> but you just think, it for me, it gives me so much hope. Because sometimes you look at Bible characters and think, you know, why are they even in there? Look at Peter. Like, you know, just before Jesus died, he's saying, like, I'll be there, I'll be with you to the end. Yeah. And then literally, at Jesus, you know, the, the most, the, the hour of need, you know, his greatest moment of, of sort of being abandoned, being deserted by everybody. And Peter's there saying, I'll be the one. And yet Peter denies him yeah. again and again and again. And, and yet he's the person that Jesus says, I'm going to build my church. 
you're going to be the one. It's like always a way out. There's always a way out, and there's always hope for the future. Yeah. And it's like it doesn't disqualify you. You know, David continued to be king. It wasn't like, right, you've messed up, but you know what? Yeah, or not even that you're doomed. Okay, like there's mercy, but there's no more grace for you now because that was your chance. Actually, with the Lord, there's favor and there's blessing. Um, it's not to condone sin, but it's actually saying the Lord just wants to lift us out of that. It's always something his, his better. Grace is bigger than yes, absolutely. And I think that's that's why the hope is today because actually, so many times, like you said, so many people have done stuff in the past and they think, right, okay, maybe I'm forgiven. But that's me written off now in that area. That's, you know, I, I kind of messed up there. So they lower their expectations. They lower their, you know, their sense of what the future can look like. When actually you look at the Apostle Paul, who was the worst of the worst. Yeah. He was out, you know, persecuting the Christians. And yet he was the one that Jesus, that, you know, the Lord chose to build the church and to go and spread the word throughout the world. You know, so you just think, Oh my word, it doesn't matter how far we feel we've fallen or how bad we think it is. Like you said, his grace is always so much bigger. So much bigger. Cool. So that's, um, that was good. I hope that makes sense if you've been listening. I, th- I think um, if I could really encourage you, you don't have to live. I-, I think for me on this one, what we've been trying to do is just go, you don't have to live with that really constant negative emotion of never making the grade because of what you do or what you don't do. Um. Don't try to ignore it. Whatever your issue is, face it. Okay, not in your own strength, but face it with Jesus and go, thank you that where I'm inadequate, you're more than adequate, that there's going to be no punishment here because you were punished for me. And I think the more we can receive that truth, we'll be able to walk free of guilt. 